Okay, we move on with our new subtopic tonight, which we're Mr. Shem will start tonight and continue next week. I'm trying to cover, as you've noticed, the dinam of the Sudas we covered just now, Shal Shudas, Hamalal Malka. I want to now go to Zmiris and then Betsiya Sapas and all sorts of very uh, relevant uh, halachas. I'd like to start from the back. This is the most uh, controversial part. Uh, go to page 9 in your copies. Uh, this is from Sefer Hilchashabis. It was actually just put out recently. Sokim from Shmuel Kamenetsky. And they did a wonderful job in just the footnotes alone in uh, bringing many shittas in the sugyas. So I always like to take from the uh, contemporaries firm because uh, they're going to give us a very panoramic view of the various shittas. So on page 9... The next three pages is going to be about Zemiris. Surprise, some surprising uh, things here. And then we're going to go back to page one by the actual Betsiya Sapas, some of which applies on a regular meal, a lot of which applies Dafka on Shabbos. So let's start with Islamic tests at the top. That's already interesting. This is the sole source for the Mini of Zemiris during a Suda. And he says, after the Kol Tzorchem, that's not the minute today already. We have Zmiris after uh, some after the Chala, some after the fish. We, we spread it out uh, various parts of the meal. Right, so I, I think my answer now, my answer is that in Europe, we came to a meal, they were good and hungry. So I think the point over here is Kol Tzorchem is, you don't have to sing Zmiris, but first, you know, calm down, satiate yourself. Today, we walk in, ah, a little hungry. We're not, we're not, uh, the Chavaz Chaim wants skip Shalom Aleichem. They asked him why. He says, the Malachim aren't hungry, the Aniyam are. We don't know what it means. They walk in, you invite people home from shul, and they're like, haven't eaten in 24 hours. So, um, so I think Kaltzorchen just means that you're not hungry, so you could focus on the Zmiris, as opposed to uh, seeing Zmiris and thinking about the food. What? Your father's machmed not to say Shalom Aleichem? No. To, uh, oh, to, to wait and sing Zemiris after... Okay. I'm just saying. It's just interesting how it's brought down. This whole, the whole source is from the Brokeach. And he says... It doesn't mean you're over anything, but I, it does mean that sometimes people are not too hungry and they forget the family members. The guests might be hungry. You don't have to start singing Zemiris before they serve something that's going to satiate people enough that they're interested in singing Zemiris. Um, and that could be no gear. You can have the fish... And uh, people have to fish, okay, but they, they, want, they want the soup. So then wait till after the soup. You don't have to start singing the for 20 minutes and people are still hungry. That's the, uh, that's the point. Is the uh, day? I don't know, are people more hungry? No, Shabbos Day? Do you know such a minute? Maybe people are hungrier by day? I don't know. You want to eat more? I, don't know, I wasn't aware. Uh, we have, as a matter of fact, in the house we don't do it that way. We we uh, see we have challah, we have fish, and then uh, there's plenty of mirrors before the chalm. So, um, so I don't know why there would be a chalim between Friday night versus Shabbos afternoon. But anyway, that's interesting. Diak number one. Yesh mezamrin zmiras zmiras v'shrach l'kodesh baruch hu v'zmiras sheyesh behem shemus now. 
age-old question. When I once mentioned this question, somebody said, never heard the Shaila. He never, he never even witnessed anybody who didn't say Shem Hashem. I said, it's very interesting, because most people I know don't. I guess, you know, it all depends on what you're used to. But he brings down that um, the ones that have Shemus Hashem, and there are plenty of them, Adiv Shalol Lahaskar Shemus. Shmuel votes for not saying Shem Hashem. We're going to, everybody sit tight, don't get all excited yet. We'll see the Makaris for or against. Uh, if we don't finish it by this Shabbos, which we're not going to, if your minute is to say Shem Hashem, you continue saying it, just make sure you're concentrating and doing a Be'im or Be'ira. And if you haven't been, you certainly have what to rely on. We'll discuss the reasons for or against. Uh, just by show of hands, how many people are used to saying Shem Hashem? Wow, that's a lot. That's half the people here, which is, which is almost, well, uh, they, it can go either direction. So, uh, what? Why? Well, that's part of the debate. Is that you're saying Shem Hashem. You know, some of these tunes are written, and you sort of like get cut off the middle of a sentence to fit it into the tune, and you end up, you know, Shlil Tzibar has that problem. What? I think Yeshiv is the only one. Because that's a real capital. That's what you were saying. But uh, you got to be careful, because the tunes, uh, I mean, it's the Svarim right about it when it comes to Weichazen, because sometimes they try to do something and they start repeating it to fit into the tune, and that's not... Uh, well, two, there are two questions. Repeating Hashem's name is even worse, but then the question is, um, should Shem Hashem be said or should, it, should you say Hashem? That's, really, that's what he's going to discuss, which is a pretty basic question. Yeah? Is there a minute to, the first time you say it, you do say Hashem, and then, but when you keep on repeating it, like let's say, like, Kharigon, so the first time, so to say it, but okay. then every time you say Kharigon each time, so you... It's a between the two sheets. Again, you can keep your minute, because what's relying on both directions? I just want to show you what... So we'll see. Is that a Milo Chisarn? Maybe, maybe, it's, uh, maybe it's better if it will be a Pasuk. That's what we're going to discuss. That's why there are such large footnotes here. We're going to go through the, uh, the pros and the cons. Um, so again, you already know his, his leaning. His vote is Adif. He doesn't say it's Osir. Adif Shal Haskar Shemis. And then he has a second reason. Uberfrat. Certainly in Mezamer Yachet in Ishtoi Ubenoisov. If you're singing with your wife and your girls, Nochen Shaloi Lahaskir Hashemis, then he says there's even a better reason not to say say Shem Hashem. And that's a whole separate part of the Sugim, uh, which we will admit Hashem get into. Okay, first take a look at footnote Nun Dalid. I'm going to show you the first two paragraphs on page nine. You just got your copies. Have you read them and you have a you have a set there? You have a you got a set? The new set. You took one? Okay. Page 9. Don't worry, you didn't miss the first eight pages in the first five minutes this year. We're going to go back. I just, I'm trying to divide this up. He has a lot to say over here. See what happens. You miss two minutes of the year. It's, uh, you blink. Okay. Footnote Nun Dalit. Eli Rabbah, Simen Reish Peites, Barokeh, Zel Hashayna, Achash Achle, Kol Tzarkon. Again, notice the Kol Tzarkon, Yesh Mezamen, Zemiris, Meshvach, Lakosh Baruch, Huva, Mishnabura, Megillah, Yerbez, Abez, Beyem, Eshvi. This is very timely. In Yana Diyema, Gemara Megillah, Yerbez, Abez, Beyem, Eshvi, Ketayv, Leiv, Amelah, Beyayin. What does that mean? What was Yem, Eshvi? Amar Rava, Yem, Eshvi, Shabbos, Hayom. Yem, Eshvi could be the seventh day of the party. with Shabbos. Which is very interesting. How do, you, how do you learn this Gemara? Does this mean that, unfortunately, there were many Jews who went to the party above Mordechai HaTzadik's uh, objections. Does this mean that there were enough Yidin 
still at home singing zmiris and shiris and shpachas and learning. So that was a schus, even in this matzah where some yidin were doing the wrong thing. Or does it mean that right now they were at the party, but they still had a schus because on a normal Shabbos they weren't at the party? Or does it mean at the party they were singing shiris and shpachas, which I don't think is an option of the three, but that would be interesting. I mean, I don't, I don't put that beyond the pale of possibility. Don't forget, why they override his objections? Because they said, uh, ah, he's a great tzaddik, doesn't know, know, knows nothing about politics. And that we got to go, he's got to be good with them, and you never know when we need them, which is completely uh, That's how the Megillah starts. Uh, but everything was glakasher v'yasher, and shtiyakadas ain on this, and before the gzair of yayin akum, and it was chasher, it was, it was yasher, and chal v'yisrael, and... Uh, and chesidish uh, shchita, I don't know, whatever, whatever you need there, and uh, and Mordechai Tzadi says you shouldn't be there, but it's a rotten environment. And uh, if you could be eating yashon uh, achal and glak kosher and be in a rotten environment, there have been restaurants in Manhattan like that, which we spoke about years back. Uh, so uh, the fact that the, everything's kosher doesn't mean what they closed already. They closed already. Did they close or they changed the name? They bombed closed. Unbelievable. Uh, okay. I feel bad. They probably put a lot of money into it, but um, yeah, I, I didn't think it was a uh, tremendous source of siyat uh, in the first place. But I still feel bad when a yid loses money. Um, uh, so, in their eyes, they were in a place where they had to be for political purposes. And it's Shabbos, so what do you do when you're in Washington, in the White House on Shabbos, and you're eating a meal? You sing mirrors. So I don't, I don't even put that possibility beyond the beyond the possible shot, but. Lamaisa, it could mean that they generally had the schus, or the Nov Yidin at home and they had the schus, whatever the case may be. Next paragraph. Now, this gets tangentially into the famous sugya in the Gemara Sanhedrin that you're not allowed to sing uh, stamp songs with psukim just to have a good time. The Gemara has some horrible things to say that the Pesukim complain, the terror comes and complains to Kosh Baruch Hu. They made me like a sailor song that they're singing like in the Bowery and they're, they're on the ship and, they're, and that's not the way to treat Shiva Sashbacha. So Ramesha has a number of chuvas. I think we uh, saw one inside of this year or maybe Shabbos afternoon where he tries to justify the many. We have a lot of good CDs out with the Pesukim and uh, thousands of songs of Pesukim and we're singing it all day and uh, what's chat. So the answer, if there is an answer, is twofold. Hopefully we're singing it, and as we sing it, we're thinking of the words and getting an Ali and Ruchni. It's not stop using it to jazz up our day, which Taqwa Biyasa. Or number two, it's there to wean us away from the alternative, which uh, in this country, uh, the young people in the room might not know there was an alternative. But uh, I've heard that in the 50s and 60s and 70s in this country, Kaisha music was a big battleground, and until the advent of modern... Uh, Jewish music, uh, which used psukim by from singers, uh, there was a bigger problem. So uh, I think the reason why we're not much as much as we uh, perhaps uh, should have been, Ramesh insinuates he's not happy with it at all, is because the alternative was worse. Which sounds like a funny terrorist, but uh, that's what he's referring to over here. So Shaila is when is it also only Ayayin, when is it also Stam? If it's Mavaka Mitzvah, Hagav, Achen Lazar Mitzvah, Gain, Bebez Chasim, Akala, Hakol Shari. Mogad Avram, Kazamariel, Shalek Adin, who? It's not proper 
Shemeshayim b'simcha edcha kinesani simchas harayis. That's the key word over here. They're not singing nice camaraderie, like to get together. They sit and they have a kumzitz, but they're not doing it primarily for the ruchnis. They're doing it because got a lot of people together. So they want to sing. Ki'oz hatera chagera sak. Torah puts on sackcloth. V'omeris asuni banecha kimin zemer. That's usher. Ach be'beis kinesis l'vagalim. He's singing in shul for kedusha. We have beautiful songs in halal. Uh, then it's a mitzvah lezamer. V'nir elish lo shari elam. This is going to surprise you. It's a mug of rum. V'nir elish lo shari elam shirim shenitzka alasuda gam b'shabes. We should follow the meaning of the specific zmiras that were in the takana of the meaning Yisrael. V'alpiyutim acherim aser v'ayim sefer chesidim. This is brought down by a lot of places that you should stick to the script and not start singing all the other songs. Now notice how most of the zmiras takana are not pesukim. A lot of them are Aramaic. A lot of them are tears, shears, and but they're not actual psukim, which would sort of almost like trying to avoid this thing of the terrorists coming and complaining that they took psukim and made it into a song. The real hatter is that when it's mawaka mitzvah, it's mutter. So just make sure when you're singing at your kumzits, your next kumzits, that you're not just enjoying the camaraderie and the uplifting every, every soul likes music. Uh, you're actually tuning into the words and getting an aliyah ruchmias out of it. That's the key to the heter. And if you're doing it stam because you like it's a nice tune, and you like uh, you like the way it goes, that's a problem. Especially if they're doing it uh, to psukim uh, uh, or any any shemes uh, hashem or any gemaras or things like that. You gotta have your mind in the right place. That's really the heter, and that's why he suggests that you stick to what's in the bencher. Now, um, I have a bencher at home. I'm sure you've seen this version, where they have regular mirrors, and then the back, do you, you ever see this bench? They put like, uh, put together 50 popular songs. What? Okay, so, um, so I have a bencher at home like that, the Chasna bencher, and uh, my kids love it, so they always go to the back. Every time I start uh, singing some of the uh, oldies and goodies and the standard ones in the regular bencher, they... Sometimes say, oh, we sang that last week and the week before, and I quote this Magad Avram, as the Magad Avram actually says, we'll sing the same thing every single week, just like for the first 70 years, and then you can, uh, uh, that's what the Magad Avram just said. So, uh, of course, they like to go to the back. So, I don't not allow it, because Lamaise, at the end of the day, if they're doing it because they want to get an Aliyah and Ruchnius, then it is considered a but you've got to be careful, because there are many songs that have a distinct Avelis theme, uh, matter of fact, my kids started, we always have a lot of interesting discussion about Zemiris at the table. So two weeks ago, one of them started a song. I said, that's a great song. They said, yeah, you really like it? I said, for the nine days. And Shur Shechal Boy. But not for Shabbos. No, it's really, Mamish like, it's a, it's a slow, high a song. It's like, all oh, you can start crying in the middle. Uh, and not crying out of emotion, crying out of the Chorban. Uh, so you got to be, what? Uh, that's not a song. That's Kabbalah Shabbos. Yes. You have stomachasha. Why are we mentioning Abim Shana Kutbadur? Why are we mentioning the Klai Yisrael start up with the Kosh Baruch Tenslav Midbar? Why is it stomach? Okay, so you have to figure out what they're doing there, but that's not a song. We happen to have a chazan up there, so he's got to end the paragraph with some uh, some tune. But uh, but uh, there are some zmiras there that are like very uh, not all of them, but not even most of them. But they say you just got to be careful. The theme has to fit with uh, with Shabbos. Um, I might even, uh, my, my children like uh, Shifchi Kamayim. A beautiful song. 
I'm not sure. You're not allowed to daven on Shabbos for personal personal tzorchim. That, that was that was shared two weeks ago. Uh, pour out your heart. Pour out your shivchi kamayim the bit. It's a beautiful song. I'm not convinced that's that Shabbos thing. Uh, they, I'm not limiting you too much. There are like ten thousand songs you could sing. If you go with the Magen Avraham, you just sing the standard ones. But even if you want to branch out and uh, do it to get that aliyah is just try to pick something on the. Uh, on the um, on the more simchadik uh, end of things, and uh, one of my children started singing uh, an English song, which is um, a very beautiful song. It was all about a war theme, and they didn't realize. So, so it was my daughter. She, so I said, "You absolutely can't sing that." It was all about a war tragedy with a father and a, a whole thing. She said, "I might even think about the words. I just like the tune." <laughs> I said, "Okay, so let's sing something where you think about the words." And focus on the words, and it should be a little bit more upbeat. So you gotta be, um, gotta be careful. And the Mangal Ram is much more machmer. He says, just stick to the original minig, which I'm sure Yekis would love. Uh, but, uh, but even if you want a little more bright guy, I'm not saying it's us, today's day and age, you know, whatever gets you going, but it's gotta be tuned in with the theme of the day and the Ruchnius, and, uh, and you, gotta be, uh, you gotta be careful about that. Um, you know, when. Um, we have a, an old time honored minig. A sukkah comes always pretty soon after Rosh Hashanah of Kippur. You've noticed that. Uh, so we still have ringing in our heads a lot of very somber tunes about Yem Hadin. Uh, sukkah is Mansim Chasenu. I know the din goes to Hashanah Rabbah and maybe to Hanukkah. I know all that. But you still got to be careful. I've been in my sukkah with members of the shul, and uh, I usually pick the songs for uh, a couple of reasons, but this is one of them. I want to make sure it stays within, uh, you know, a Nisana Taikif doesn't really fit on Cholomite Sukkot. So just, you got to know where you are, you know what I mean? <laughs> you know, so, hey, beautiful, you can have a gorgeous tune. You just got to know where you are and what the purpose is and what's, uh, what, what fits the theme. So you got uh, to be careful about that. Um, anyway, so this is, nice. at least you've seen this Mangan of Ram, that's what he's quoting. Uh, take a look at the next page. Take a look at the second paragraph in the footnote. Uh, the paragraph starts with the word vihine. Okay, so now he's going to talk about the Shemus Hashem. Hine. <coughs> Everybody got it? It uh, should be page uh, 10. Hine. Till now, I skipped a few paragraphs, but he had a long arichas on, on the problem of singing, taking psukim and putting them to music, and how you have to be uh, holding and thinking about uh, the Ali and Ruchnius, which we just discussed. He said, that's the discussion for Zemiris of Divrei Terah. Ah, em yesh behem shemus, yesh lion If it has shem Hashem, this is already potentially a bigger issue. If you're learning and you come across a Pusuk, then you have the right to say Shem Hashem. You can actually even only say half a Pusik, and if that half the Pusik you're saying, you're allowed to say half the Pusik with Shem Hashem. That's a Kula. So he says, even though, but, but that is Derech Limud. We didn't get the singing yet. 
the Tamim guy's laning. Now, the minig is we try to encourage the Balkari to go back and say the whole Pesach. But just for the record, the Chayyadim is Mekel, and he says you're allowed to correct a phrase, even though it includes Shem Hashem, if you're going back to correct something, when it's Misaych, the Limit of the Kriya Satayra, the Trop, trying to correct it. Mutul the Kriya Satayra, Afapish, Ena Chayzer, Kol HaPesach, Ayin Sham. But all that, Zerach, Derech, Limudoy. Chayin, Heta number two, Derech, Tachnunim. If you're davening, Shari, even that, if you're saying something, don't overdo it. But when you're saying an actual nusach of a bracha, then we don't say Shem Hashem. When we're learning it, let's say you're learning Masech the Brachas. The only time you can't say Shem Hashem is if you're saying the bracha as a chiv, and they only going to say half the bracha or something like that. If you're saying a derech limud, he's making even on that. So all these atayim of Shmuel was saying: you have a heter of limud, you have a heter of davening, a derech tachnunim, and kriyas atayra. We don't find anybody who's makol. He's going to quote a few, but but in the face of it, when you're not davening, you're just singing a song. So then, why should you have a head there? Remember, Shem Hashem is a very chomertika thing. To say Shem Hashem uh, in a context where it's going to be not said, is a very dangerous thing. So he says, to extend the hetem of these achreinim, even the chayodim, say half a posik, that's only derech limudim. This is from the uh, direct quote from the He was by a chasna. When he heard one of the singers, who was singing to the dancing, and he kept saying Shem Hashem, the real Shem Hashem, over and over again. And he said, he put him a cherem every time he said Shem Hashem. And he was trying to convince him to stop, and he wouldn't stop, and it was, a, he, it was considered a, a zilzal. So you have it certainly for the Sephardim. Even the Kavachayim ends up, his maskan is, If you're very careful every time you say Shem Hashem to concentrate, which we don't even do, unfortunately, when we daven, let alone when we're singing Zemiris. When you stop just relaxing, having a good time, so even the Kavachayim who brings my kilim is not that thrilled about it if you're not going to concentrate. And that's where Shmuel is coming from, that uh, if you could just as easily just say Hashem instead of Adni, it might be a good idea. That's reason number one. Reason number two, next footnote, Nun Hey, he introduces the Shaila of saying Shem Hashem in front of the wife and the daughters. So before we get to the specific problem, he's got to introduce what the issue of the Kolisha is in general. Shochanach, Semenai, and Hey, Siv Gimel, Yeshli Zar, Mishmias Kol Zemer, Isha Bashas Kriyashma. When you say Kriyashma, when you daven, when you say Psukim, when you're learning, you cannot do it if you're listening to Kolisha. And you'll say, well, why are we talking about learning and davening, listening to Kolisha? Is an issue to listen to Kolisha in general? The answer to that is, is that regular Kolisha of a regular Ashish or a girl who's not Tahira is Asr. But if your wife is Tahira, then it is mutter. In general, Stam, you're sitting, sitting, singing together uh, the national anthem. I don't know who would want to do that. Somebody very patriotic on their anniversary. I don't know. Uh, so then there wouldn't be an Isra of Kolisha. 
Uh, maybe the national anthem is a good idea because uh, they tell me that at baseball games, they still do that. To have a lady uh, uh, sing that thing at the beginning of the game? Is that why the many gives the Jews come in the second inning? Uh, uh, that's uh, that's Kol by the way. Uh, I, it's over a microphone. Maybe you see her, maybe you don't see her. I don't know, but... Um, but that's, that's Kolisha. And the microphones today are very good. Very authentic sound, as it is with the stereos. So maybe you should come in the second inning. I have, I have a better idea. Why don't you come in the tenth inning? That would save you from a lot of pretzels and other things also. Um, they tell me that um, uh, somebody, I was talking to somebody who grew up here. I think he was talking about the 1950s. He says going to a baseball game was very kosher. People actually got dressed in the morning. Today they forget to get dressed. And uh, they go, and you can actually sit in the stands and watch the game without getting high which is, they tell me today, not really possible. I don't mean high in the excitement of the game. I mean high like in this year we had two weeks ago with that stuff that's becoming legal in California and other states. Um, so I'm not, uh, if I mention a ball game, I'm not saying it's an absolute... Which decade? Uh, 1960s. Okay, so he said, I, said, I, said, I said 50s for a reason. I don't think they were all smoking then. Um, it could be we're starting then. You couldn't breathe. Uh huh. And it wasn't cigarette smoke? No, cigarettes. Oh, I'm not talking about cigarettes. No, but it was cigarette smoke. I'm not talking about cigarettes. I, I would have less of a problem with cigarettes. Secondhand smoke is dangerous, but not one game a year. Uh, but just in general, I'm just throwing out there that I know this sounds un American, but uh, it used to be a pretty kosher pastime. I, I, one of the few kosher pastimes I still have is playing bowl. If you live in Muncie, it's Kishmak. Go out to your backyard. You're invited to my backyard if you want to have, uh, you're going to have 11-on-11 football game. We had it once, Cholamoid. And I'm smart because I was the balabas because they all came to my house. So I told my, all my brother-in-laws, guess who's quartering? It's the easiest thing to do. You don't have to move. And I know how to throw it. Uh, so you want to play ball, you can go ahead. You want to have a good time with the kids and have a nice game, go right ahead. Uh, going, to the, going to a ball game where people aren't dressed and, uh, you know, to be sitting there and having to stare at Pritzis, uh, the players are dressed very well. It's just the, the, depending on the seat you have, uh, you got to look at usually the people in front of you also. Put yourself in a matzah like that, uh, you know, you got to, I'm not, I'm not answering it, you just got to be uh, careful and know, uh, um, I, I would quicker send your wife with the girls, but the problem is the girls don't like the game, and the boys are distracted by all the people sitting there, so it's a lose-lose uh, situation. Um, anyway, just, uh, I, I, I mentioned the Kolisha at the, at the game because uh, people have asked me that, Shaila. And I always tell them that to listen to Kolisha is a problem, even Kolisha of a non-Jewish lady. And then I always tell them that's not a Hesher temple on the rest of the activities there, just what's also is also, and the rest is you got to figure out. Um, so again, regular Kolisha is also anyway. Your wife, who's Tahira, is Mutter. Question is, what happens if you're saying Sukkim? Mitzvah Shem will pick that up next week.